Welcome to Community Chats, an interview series elevating the voices of community leaders in the Lafayette-Oxford University community, an initiative of the University of Mississippi Office of Community Engagement and the Lafayette-Oxford Foundation for Tomorrow. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Community Chats. My name is Anthony Saracusa. I'm the Director of Community Engagement at the University of Mississippi. And Community Chats comes to you typically on Wednesdays and Fridays on Facebook, but you can also check us out on YouTube, and we have got this turned into a podcast as well on Spotify. So be sure to check out those various venues to keep up with all these amazing community leaders in the Lafayette Oxford University community. Would you like to be interviewed on Community Chats, or do you know somebody that should? Please send us a note, engaged at oldmiss.edu, or you can send us a direct message through Facebook. This project has, since the beginning, been a joint initiative with our friends at LOFT, Lafayette Oxford Foundation for Tomorrow. They also, on their website, have a wonderful gallery of videos from nonprofit leaders who will share with you the amazing work that they're doing in the region. So please go check them out. And thanks to LOFT for supporting this. Today, y'all, we have a very, very special guest, Ms. J.C. Brown, who is from our Voter Ambassadors Program at the University of Mississippi and really has been our student leader in our civic engagement and voting engagement efforts at the university this fall. We are so lucky to have you, J.C. Welcome. Hello, Anthony. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I had the pleasure of seeing you on a panel earlier this week with some of your colleagues. Uh, and so I know we are in for a treat today and I wanna give you most of the time. So let's just jump right into it and hear a little bit about you and where you grew up and how did you end up in uh, Oxford? Yeah, so hello everyone. My name is JC Brown. Um, I'm from a small town um, called Crystal Springs, Mississippi. It's about three hours south of Oxford. Um, I found myself in the Oxford community in 2018 to start my, journey, my college journey. Um, I actually came in as a psychology major, but ended up switching to social work and I've fallen in love with the, with the social work um, curriculum and my classes and my professors. And that's how I ended up here. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, we had some of your faculty members on a call earlier this week and it's clear that they have a lot of admiration for you as well. So I think that's a two way street. Well, so you're in the Voter Ambassador Program. Um, tell us a little bit about what is this and what role do you play? And so the Voting Ambassador Program, this is actually the first year of it. Um, it's housed in the Office of Community Engagement, of course. Um, and we're a group of 11 students and we serve as advocates for civic engagement. Um, we are nonpartisan in all of our work. And our main goal is to increase voter registration, education, and voter turnout among college students at the university. Um, we do, we facilitate class presentations, mostly through Zoom this semester. Um, we hold virtual weekly office hours where students or um, people in the Oxford community or um, faculty and staff on campus can drop in and get any help they need with registration. Um, we have a state-by-state -state voting directory for out-of-state students if they need help navigating that absentee process. Um, anything voting related, they can drop into those office hours and if we don't have the answer, we will find those answers for them. Um, so we just do a lot of uh, outreach through classes, through our faculty champion program, which is headed by Dr. Lee, and she's been amazing with that um, and getting people involved in it. And really, our, uh, the faculty and professors, have they've been a staple in the program because they invite us to their classes. Um, they make room for those important conversations that we have with their students. 
And I'm also the operations specialist for that program. And I do a lot of the communication, the scheduling, and also being in those um, classes and presenting and sharing that important information with students. Wow, I should have asked you, what do you not do in the program? <laughs> you have just been so central to these efforts. And if you don't mind, would you share just kind of the top lines, like how many presentations y'all been given, just a sampling of the kind of classes you've been in? Yeah, so far we've had 22 presentations. Um, and those presentations range from undergraduate classes, like um, intro to writing classes, all the way up to PhD classes. Um, I, I spoke with some PhD students in the so social welfare program, and that was an amazing, stimulating conversation about how, how they can better, as future um, professors themselves, how they can implement this stuff into their curriculums. Um, and we also did some presentations at the Debate Watch programming. Wow, that is so phenomenal to think you're actually going to influence not just the existing students and faculty at our university, but maybe the next generation of faculty too. That is so phenomenal. Well, you clearly have a passion for this civic engagement and uh, democratic process. Um, where does that come from? How did you become so passionate about this, JC? Before college, I knew absolutely nothing about politics and how the electoral process works. Um, I wasn't very involved in the 2016 election. I was just a high school student doing high school things. Um, I came to the university, and when I really got into those social work classes, specifically my human diversity and practice class, and I really got to see how policy affects every single aspect of our lives, whether we want it to or not, and the people in office um, directly affects us with the legislation that they um, create and pass. And since then, I've just been very engaged with um, how this is all connected and how I can serve on counter. We call it macro work in social work, where you serve bigger picture and with policy um, organizations and legislation and advocacy. So ever since those classes, I've just been like, how can I influence this? How can me, a black woman from a small town, first generation college student, influence policy and improve our communities on a legislative level? Wow. And I, just, and I love it. I just love it. It's very exciting. I, when, I, when I'm doing my class presentations, I'm like, I'm sorry if I bore you. I love this stuff. <laughs> well, you are good at it. And I think your passion uh, is, um, your passion rubs off on other people. And we know that this is a, a joint initiative. And so you bring so much to the table, but you've got a lot of other folks you're working with. Can you just tell us a little bit about who's on your team? Are they all social work students? Or there, is there a variety of folks? Um, so we are a group of 11 students, and I believe I'm the only social work student on the ambassadors program. We have a lot of public policy leadership students. We have economics, um, international studies, and I feel like I'm forgetting one, but it's a, it's a good bit um, of different types of students. So we all have our own strengths and we bring, that we bring to the table, and we utilize those strengths um, effectively to be able to, you know, be able to um, influence our ambassador program and how well we're delivering these services to students. Um, because students who come from the public policy track, they know, they also know how these policies influence different um, sectors. And it's just interesting to see, I, I talked to an education class and I was like talking to them about education policy and um, how the people, um, in office affect funding and stuff like that. So being able to connect it to the student ambassadors majors and being able to share the information with people in their majors, it, it just makes all the difference um, to see how that actually affects 
you an economics major. You never think that something like that, you know. Um, mm -hmm. so it's a good diverse group of students. And we range you know, under like freshmen, sophomore to seniors. Oh, wow. So you've got a diverse group of ages, cohorts. Uh, you know, you go across many different disciplines. So you don't just have to be into public policy or social work to do this. You could be into any kind of major to exactly. be involved in this program. Yeah, that is so wonderful and speaks to the interdisciplinary nature of this. Um, I want to go off script just a little bit here and ask you a little bit about Mississippi Votes. And um, know that there's, you've been working with a community partner on this. Could you tell us a little bit about that organization just so folks know about it um, and, and kind of how they've been a part of these efforts? Of course, Mississippi Votes is an amazing, amazing organization. They're based in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, my role with them, I'm a Democracy in Action Fellow, and there are many of us across the state of Mississippi on college campuses. Um, our main goal is the same as the Voting Ambassador Program, increase that registration and education and turnout among young people. And the important thing about Mississippi Votes is that it's young, led by young people and also mobilize young people in Mississippi to be involved in those community um, level um, impacts. And they have different fellowships for students. They have different volunteer opportunities. And I definitely recommend that um, people my age utilize them to the, to the best of their ability because they will, they will work with you and they will find places and make spaces um, for you to have an impact. And they have a, a fellowship where young women work with policymakers at the Capitol um, they get to see how legislation is made to go to the um, Capitol and visit with representatives. Um, they're amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I can't say anything but good things about Mississippi Votes. Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah, and this is a statewide group, as you say, that has built a network with student involvement. Um, and so, yeah, check out Mississippi Votes, y'all, if you haven't seen them before. We'll make sure to share their link in the comments section. So last night, you know, we had a couple of uh, presidential forums <clears throat> rather than a debate. And one of the questions that came up um, in Joe Biden's forum came from a young African-American man, and he was saying, you know, a lot of folks my age feel like uh, the system just isn't, isn't working for us. And uh, time and again, we elect people and nothing seems to really change. But you bring a real passion to this work. And, you know, voting is, um, you know, for, for many of us, as John Lewis said, you know, a sacred, uh, sacred duty that we have as citizens. But why is this so important to you personally? Um, I think I kind of, I slightly touched on it in another answer um, to one of your questions, but me being a black LGBTQ plus woman in the South, being a first generation college student, um, you don't think that you have a voice in these areas that are like predominantly white and predominantly white male. Um, so it's, it's kind of even, it's intimidating to try to enter these arenas of policy and politics um but that's what makes me passionate about it to be a role model and to show that show my little sisters and my little brother that they do have a voice and they do have a say and they can make an influence on their communities their local communities their state communities and the national level um, i know with young people we think that our vote doesn't matter or that it just doesn't count um, and that's not true our vote does matter and if you look at some of these local elections, they come down to a few votes. Um, it's just that we don't turn out to the polls as more as older Americans. Um, and that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to educate voters to be able to go to the polls and confidently vote and be informed on what's on their ballots. Yeah. And you started to kind of talk about this a little bit, but we're in the midst of a national election, of course. But 
Uh, we routinely have state and local elections where there's not any national issues on the ballot. Um, can you speak a little bit about uh, why these are so important, the state and local elections? Yes, um, we do. We, and we see with not just young people, but um, across all age ranges, participation in national um, elections are usually higher than those local and state elections. And those elections are, for me, probably more important more important than national elections because these people your your mayor your board of aldermen they affect you every single day they affect how much you pay for parking on the square like it's it goes that um deep um so i try to keep people informed on the people who are running for offices and what a lot of people don't know what offices what are their responsibilities how are they affecting me? um so it's important to also give people that knowledge of not just saying, oh, these are the people who are running for mayor, but this is their platform. This is, these are the things that are in the resp their responsibilities and the reach that they can have on your um, community. So I, yeah, definitely state and local elections are very important. And we have, for the next few years in Mississippi, we have elections. Next year we have municipal office elections. So we, I definitely wanna continue this work past this national election. Yes, and I think in the Office of Community Engagement, we're going to continue to support you all as students as continuing to do this work um, year round, <clears throat> particularly that voter education piece you're talking about. And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations in the office and, you know, with the voting roundtable about how you get registered to vote, what you need to do when you go and vote, right? And um, sometimes, there, you know, the conversation turns to barriers to voting. So, do you see any barriers that, you know, folks need to be aware of? And you've seen a lot of stuff now about plan your ballot, you know, so what are some things folks need to be aware of as we now start to move towards actually getting out there and voting, right? And, and what do folks need to be thinking about? Yeah, I could talk about this question all day long because unfortunately Mississippi is very, very behind in the electoral process in a way that people can participate. Um, but specifically focusing on absentee ballots because that's what we're in now for um, the national election because the voter registration deadline has passed. And for absentee ballots, a lot of people don't know that you have to have a specific reason, a specific ballot reason, um, and you have to fill out an application. The application has to be notarized, and then you get your ballot, and then ballot also has to be notarized. Um, and that just seems intimidating, especially just think of a first time voter who's at college and they have to vote absentee. Um, and their process just seems intimidating and having to get something notarized. That's a, I feel like that's another um, kind of barrier. If you don't, because some places, some places do notarize for free. Like me, I became a notary just so I can notarize absentee ballots for free. But some places charge $5 a paper for to notarize something. Um, so I think that's a barrier also. And also for voting in person, photo IDs. Um, and I know there's a way around it. You can get like a voting ID at your circuit clerk, but I just think about um, low income communities who don't have the access or the, the funds to go to their um, like department and get a voter, I mean, not a voter ID card, but a photo ID because that costs money. Um, and I just think it's just small things like that that makes a very big impact because people don't really think about how it affects those communities, like people like me from low income communities. Um, and I just recognize, I recognize my privilege also to be able to participate 
in this process and also be able to share that with people. And that's my main thing, sharing with others, because there's no point of me um, having this privilege if, if I'm not using it positively. Wow, thank you, JC. And, you know, one thing for our listeners to be aware of, um, you know, there's a long history of voter suppression in the state of Mississippi, and there's a lot of good books that have been written about this. Um, and the Freedom Summer of 1964 was really an effort to start to try to change some of those practices. Uh, so for folks who are interested in learning a little bit more about the history, you can just look up Freedom Summer. Um, and the 1965 Voting Rights Act was really meant in those areas where we, where you had a history of voter suppression to prevent that. Uh, but the Voting Rights Act has subsequently been changed by the Supreme Court. Um, and so folks can look up that case as well if you're interested in more about this topic. JC, we are so lucky to have you uh, as a, a leader in our voter ambassador program. Everything that you have done has just been so phenomenal. Um, and we just want to give you one more chance to spend a minute. We call this our one minute moment to talk to the, the folks in the LOU community and in our campus community. Uh, what message would you like to leave them with? Um, I just like to leave most importantly that you have a voice and that your vote and your voice matters. I, I know that we feel differently a lot of the time. Sometimes even I feel like that and I'm passionate about this stuff because um, it is disappointing to see um, our leaders in office not supporting us and supporting those marginalized communities in the best way that they can. Um, and I just think the only way that we can move forward is that is coming together, sharing our differences with each other and trying to better our community together. And I believe that starts with civic engagement, that starts with voting engagement, um, coming with people, coming together with people who have different views with you. And that's one thing I love about Mississippi Votes and also the Voting Ambassador Program is that we're nonpartisan because everyone does deserve a voice. Even if I don't like your, your <laughs> the perspective you have, you still, I still respect the perspective and you still have a voice. So also recognizing our differences and kind of capitalizing on those differences. How can we bring that together? How can we delegate that? Um, so I just want to say that, get, be informed, look up the Mississippi sample ballot, get informed on those three initiatives that are, are on the statewide um, ballot in Mississippi and know who you're voting for, know their platforms um, and know what's important to you first of all, because their platforms aren't going to mean anything if you don't know what's important to you and what you want to advocate for. So that's my little piece of advice. Wow. Well, for all of our listeners and followers, um, I know you are just as proud of JC and the work she has been doing as I am. We are so lucky to have students like you at the University of Mississippi putting your shoulder to the wheel, taking the lead on this critical effort. You made a number of important points there that as we close, I think it's important for folks to really marinate on. We can balance out one another's weaknesses with strengths. And that's the beauty of diversity and living in a society where we have disabilities. Part of my colleagues. Um, and so thank you for valuing that and continuing this nonpartisan work. Everyone does have a voice and thank you for helping everyone to find that voice. Y'all prepare your ballots. Um, JC, as I understand, you can take some notes with you to the polls, that's okay. Yes, you can. Okay. If you want to take so that sample ballot with you to the poll, you, you can absolutely do that. So folks, uh, do a little bit of research, take a look at these initiatives, prepare your sample ballot and get out there and vote. Um, JC, thank you so much for making the time today. Uh, we are lucky to have you. Um, and I know that our listeners are so delighted with all that you've done to boost civic engagement in the LOU community. So thanks for being on Community Chats today. Thank you for having me. 
I really enjoyed this conversation. Absolutely. And we will make sure you know how to find JC as well as the Voter Ambassadors Program. If you have any questions, we will make some links in the comments section of this video. Thanks again to everybody for tuning in. We're so delighted whenever you watch Community Chats. Please like this video, share it with your friends. A lot of good information and inspiration in this video. And until we see you again, stay safe and stay engaged. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Mississippi Office of Community Engagement and the Lafayette Oxford Foundation for Tomorrow. Tomorrow.